0: Welcome back to the Empire's new clothes. We're here with another producers recap. We got Dylan on. Thanks again for joining.
1: Thanks, Bradford. Good to be here again. Good to see you.
0: Yeah, and these are fun doing every week.
1: Yeah, man. I'm in a new I'm in a new surroundings this week because I had to get out of my house. Uh, uh, kids and things going on there. A lot of a lot of noise. So, anybody's wondering about the surfing pictures, uh, that would be Dan, our other producer.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I recognize those. Um, so you just listened to the interview and you were kind of priming me. Like you got some interesting thoughts. Um, I haven't heard, like, what were you thinking?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Richard Thompson Ford, um, a really cool interview coming up for everybody on Monday. Uh, man, there was a bunch of thoughts. So first of all, like, uh, he was, he, you know, he talks a lot at the beginning of your talk about the reflection. He's reflecting on the risk to democracy in this next You know, in terms of legally, he's a legal scholar, um, professor, and uh, just talking about the the risk that's coming up with certain types of laws that are trying to put the choice, um, the electoral college uh, choice into the hands of the the House of different states, you know, to kind of twist it so Mm -hmm. that if somebody gets elected that that, that isn't liked by the, the state house, the state house can override those. That was really super interesting to, to hear his reflections on that. And I think you asked an interesting question about um, direction. So he was talking about kind of democracy moving into plutocracy um, as a risk, you know, a real mm-hmm. risk. And, um, and I, I was in, as the conversation went on, there was, he, he talks a lot about his new book is about fashion and how fashion reflects like kind of in a sense like what people put on on the outside can reflect different power dynamics or different groups that people belong to or different identities that they're trying to put on, that type of thing. And um, in that conversation about fashion, it it, it occurred to me, because one of the things he was talking about was like the uh, suffragettes, you know, in in the the turn of the century and their their fashion choices and how they were showing their organizational uh, prowess in uh, showing Mm -hmm. up all dressed the same. In uh, you know, kind of displaying a, a level of unity in in a in a group of people that are looking for change, and um, so he was talking about democracy moving to plutocracy in this current moment. And I was like, man, if you really look back, it's almost like it was like plutocracy moving to democracy to more representative, uh, you know, actually everybody being represented, people of color, women, etc. And now there's there's a little bit of tension with that because um, the results of of that kind of representation, true representation can be a little bit scary for, uh, um, yeah, just can, it, 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 can, it can change the dynamic for, for some folks in a way that is threatening.
0: Yeah, perhaps that pendulum is pausing and might begin swinging back a bit. Who knows? And it's interesting because Mike Green last week, um, well, that came out early this week, was saying very similar stuff of how he sees more of a risk of no it's not the end of the empire this could be like a true empire just in our near future Mm -hmm. um which it's definitely interesting to talk to a few different folks different perspectives coming to similar conclusions lately when a lot of our project i think initially was looking at the question was america declining and having some people being like actually that might be the wrong question the question might be what is America transitioning to?
1: Right, I, I you know, I heard a, uh, there was a, a, a hip hop rapper, but a very good, uh, very good speaker and, uh, uh philosophically very interesting. This guy named, uh, propaganda I was listening to him talk on a podcast recently. And he, and he was talking about how, um, you know, when you're talking about is America declining, it's actually like, it's not so much is the nation state of America declining, but is the idea of America? Declining, you know, the access, mm-hmm. the, the ability to move between socioeconomic yeah. positions, um, you know, equal access to legal, um, you know, equality, things like that, um, and it actually made me think quite a bit about. Sometimes I wonder about the emotional reaction in people to ideas like you know, even in debating. There's 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 lots of good discussion that can be had about um, ideas like critical theory and these these types of things are really floating around mm-hmm. very hot button issues right now and there's lots of I think legitimate critiques to be to be honest myself of some of those frameworks but some of the emotional reaction to those frameworks I don't think has to do with the kind of the uh, the psychological or like the actual like frameworks themselves it's more about the introduction of this idea that um, that you're not 100% the only person who's forming your future or you're like it's not like it's the challenge to the to the American idea that you have, you yourself completely have fully earned your place wherever you are. You fully earned it, and you fully deserve it. It's a it's mm-hmm. to me like often if uh, people's reaction to being presented with an idea like, hey, there might be a systemic issue, and, and Richard uh, definitely in his is, in his interview talks about fashion representing power dynamics and things like that and i wonder sometimes as soon as even that word power dynamics you know that's a as soon as somebody hears that word i think in some yeah. of our hearts a a uh, a resistance immediately appears because it's like oh hang on one second what are you trying to import impo- yeah. you know import what's into your this conversation? what's your agenda what's your agenda and and i and i wonder sometimes you know we've talked about this before our reactions to things can often be much less intellectual than we think and much more based upon kind of the psychological um, precepts that our own identities are based upon. So, and I think one of the precepts that America, you know, American general identity is based upon is this idea that this is a meritocracy and if you work hard, you can mm-hmm. get somewhere. So if I look over and I see somebody who's not at a successful place, success, whatever that's defined as, then they must have done something to deserve that. And, and also on the flip side, really, if I'm doing well, I have to have deserved that. And it's a, it just throws a little bit of friction into the system to say, hey, that, that, story, isn't, that story isn't complete. And, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder about that sometimes. I mean, it's about, about that reaction, the emotional first reaction that says like, hey, 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 I can't even consider that I, the, the idea there because it threatens like a precept that my whole worldview is based upon. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I I think, (laughs) no, no, 100%. And when I think to take that one step further, when we root our identity in these concepts, we have a much harder time of standing back and questioning them because to question that is to question who you are and the, the journey or the experience of losing your identity or losing who you are, can be incredibly destabilizing. And so I think if someone has an identity rooted in say their political view or whatnot, then it, it's almost a non-starter because not many of us, often me included, are gonna want to just casually on a Sunday morning, you know, like, oh, what am I gonna do today? Let's dissect my entire worldview and perhaps uproot my identity, like that sounds fun. And so we just continue the narrative. And so, like you say, someone comes in with this concept of like power dynamics and systemic issues, then it's like, well, I don't really want to listen to that. And you have justifications for it and, and all this stuff. Um, I think. And of course, so these we, things
1: cut both ways, too, right? There isn't yeah. like, it's not like this is a problem on, on one side. I think we, no. all have, we all have to look at ourselves and say, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm walking down the street mostly with one eye closed to, to, the, to the things that I have an issue with. <laughs> and yeah. eyes wide open towards the things the issues other people have. Uh, and it really does take uh, it takes something to, to be willing to engage in a conversation and look at something. And it takes an emotion, it's not just an intellectual, but a, an emotional or like a deeper in engagement, which is one of the things David, David French talked actually <clears throat> about being in relationship with people who are very different. And but being able to connect on a human level.
0: Sorry, yeah, Bradford, well, I, t-
1: I think I took us off slightly there.
0: No, no, no. I was actually just about to bring up David because I just saw on Twitter he he just um, so one of our recent guests. If you haven't seen that one, really cool conversation. He just tweeted something that caught my eye. I'm gonna botch it. I feel like I should just pause and go read it. But it was something. It was something along the lines of um, someone will almost never leave a church because of a political issue, but they will, um, um, see, no, I think I'm going to, yeah, yeah, no, did you see that one? I'm going to botch
1: it. He's he's talking about people (laughs) and their identities and how, you know, the, um, I think he's specifically talking about like evangelical Christians as this, Mm -hmm. you know, as this, this group. And he was saying, yeah, n- not many people are going to leave a political position because of a church or a spiritual church. position, but then many will leave a church or a spiritual position because of a political affiliation yeah. or position. Yeah.
0: He just, he just clearly summarized a, a certain strain of what we're talking about, of how the, which worldview is stronger. Well, for a certain segment, he's isolated the, wor- the, wor- the political worldview and that is stronger than their spiritual worldview. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Which is interesting. But like you said, we're all we're all guilty. I'm equally guilty of this in my own ways that, you know, I, I'm sure there's areas that I don't even see that I put walls up on and I don't quite want to learn about that or whatnot. So yeah. it's um it, it's something that impacts all of us and especially in these really divided times. I think there's so much uncertainty in our world and so it's it's a dichotomy because when there's this much uncertainty, we almost pull in closer into these worldviews and these identities that we've rooted ourselves in when this is a time where we really need to be more open to what someone else could think or what a different political party could, you know, they might not be 100% wrong. Maybe maybe there's some middle ground there. Right.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's being ded- dedicated to, to like, you know, for instance, are, am I dedicated to trying to maintain power or am I dedicated to something like, um, uh, you know, for some people it'll be a system like democracy, you know, Hey, you know, if, 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 uh, lacking power means that I'm not going to get my way, but it maintains democracy, you know, do I choose trying to insulate and like, you know, solidify my power or, or do I choose um, democracy? Not, not setting up democracy as, as necessarily the, the ultimate expression of, of human flourishing, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's certainly, you know, that's a tension right now, right? People are having to ask themselves, do I value what I, what I say I value? If that causes me to have to be interacting with people who choose a very different, you know, worldview than me, let's say on other issues, can we share the same society? Can we? Mm-hmm. Can I work together? And I think several of our guests have really talked about that. Do you mind if I I switch gears slightly to to say something about Mike Green? Because that's just been stuck yeah. in my brain. I know Let's we got like a, cou- a couple minutes here. Uh, Mike. Yeah, it closes if, out with something yeah, about if, Mike. If, if people haven't been <laughs> something about Mike, there's something about him. Um, <laughs> great, great, great thinker. Really interesting. I felt like that episode Super was so thing. dense you know, he's really worth following around, following on Twitter, following, you know, listening to on other podcasts and his conversation that your, your, your interview with him was, was wonderful. Um, his reflections on efficiency, um, like uh, it's essentially a way forward being, you know, that there's this tension between moving towards efficiency as a way, especially in, in terms of e- ecological or like the, the environment technology, trying to, to handle things through efficiency versus kind of a stagnating on purpose which is a little bit of the like mm-hmm. let's go back to you know make the make the environment great again maybe maybe people need to make like green hats that say make the environment great again <laughs> i don't know but you know kind of the idea of like hey if we all mo- go live in in uh, log cabins you know then the environment will be fine um mm-hmm. so when i mean i've just been thinking about that a lot and there's a great i really want to recommend to people this planet money episode it's uh, episode 534 of planet money which is called The History of Light, which is they, they take 20 minutes and look at the amount of time and money 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago and today it took to create one hour of light, to light your home for one hour. The amount of money, time, effort that it took between then, you know, which actually was one day's labor. It was actually mm-hmm. a full per, you know person's full day labor to create one hour of light in their home. Um, And versus today, which is like, you know, a fraction of a penny, um, to, to light a home and we don't even think about it as, as, you know, so it was a very interesting concept to think about in terms of like being afraid of innovation and, and, and kind of, I think that's the pot, sometimes the popular view these days is to push towards stagnation. We certainly need to consider how we overuse things, uh, possibly, or how we, you know, consumer, uh, view of 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 the world. But I just thought that was super cool. So I wanted to recommend that Planet Money number five thirty-four. Great episode and really takes that thought that Mike had one step farther.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. it was it was a bit ago I listened to that one too and it was like, whoa, this is a really cool illustration of uh efficiency but also deflation. Exactly. Which again is what um Jeff Booth talked. We're just like we just call out names here. <laughs> That's right. We're just like,
1: and then we need to hashtag them. And Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, this has been super fun. Yeah, same.
1: Yeah, good to, Thanks good to for... talk to you. I'm glad to, uh, you had a good trip to Alaska. I think everybody needs to know.
0: Yeah, Thanks. it was all good. The boat didn't sink. We <laughs> shot the wildlife uh, with cameras. Not with... <laughs> oh, thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> um, yeah, so all good. And uh, back, back in the obviously living room studio so (laughs) better audio this week
1: (laughs) awesome well thanks bradford
0: yeah we'll chat next week
1: sounds good